0: Hey y'all, it's Ashes, and welcome back to another episode of Simply Put. Um, Last week, I had recorded an episode for Juneteenth, and I ended up, I didn't put it up. Instead, I put something in my Patreon, specifically about something that I feel like is more important to me, to me and to my platform. And one of the comments was that the honesty that I provide um, is something that we need more of, and... I think that because of that, I'm going to read what I wrote there and then I can continue to talk about it some more because there have been some more things that have happened since we moved. Um, We moved on the 19th of last month. We've still got some couple stuff at the old place, but um, there have been just some stuff that we have to deal with here, some flooding issues um, that was unexpected, so it's prevented me from actually recording, editing, and posting, and then being able to have the amount of availability that I need when I post something here. So that's why I haven't. I've been posting over on Patreon instead. So last week, I was going to post about Juneteenth again um, because it's recorded. it's, It's edited and ready to go. But something happened last week, and I think that it's more important for me specifically to talk about. Because it's something that I imagine a lot of mixed kids uh, growing up in primarily white areas go through at some point in their life. I'm not really sure when that point is. um, But for me, it was a couple weeks ago. So over that weekend when we moved, we were about halfway moved. Probably a little bit less than half because we still haven't brought a couple of things over. And um, we didn't move very far. We moved maybe five or six miles from where we were we're still in approximately the same school district all that um but we're surrounded by different types of people than we were before we were living in my grandfather's house helping take care of him and he's a white man and i've spoken about him and the issues in regards to that level of whiteness uh in other posts and i will talk about it later on but i do want to make sure that all of my stuff is out of that house before I delve too deeply into that but he lives in a very white area. He lives in a very um, more or less affluent area. Um, He lives in a really good school district and the reason why I was comfortable living there and why we were going to buy it is because his neighbors are the same neighbors who he's had the majority of my life. They've watched me grow up. So me having a daughter there who is brown, isn't going to be dangerous for her. We're not gonna get the cops called on us all the time. And that was very important to me. It was also something when we decided that we weren't gonna haggle with my aunts and uncles about what the price was and that I didn't wanna deal with the toxicity that comes with my family, the mental issues um, that come with dealing for dealing with my family for me Um, and we were just going to move, it was very important to me that I find somewhere that there was room for all of us, that there were people, when we looked out, that looked like all of us. My husband's white, I am mixed, my daughter is mixed, um, and I wanted to make sure that she grew up somewhere with kids who looked like her, or people that looked like her, so that she was very comfortable around those people, and comfortable with that part of herself so she didn't feel like she had to apologize for it or that she was the odd one out or different um that was something that i didn't have when i was growing up and so in the same way of like breaking generational curses um i recognize that that is something that is so integral to her growing up and being comfortable with herself that i will move my entire life around to make sure that it's something that that she has but because of how I grew up and in the areas that I grew up, I'm not used to that. I'm comfortable walking around in in situations with all levels of um, ethnicities. I It doesn't bother me. I know that in most places, my racial ambigu- ambiguity uh, keeps me safe, and I know that that's not the same for my husband and... Um, that makes things a little bit difficult when choosing housing especially when we live in the city that we live in so because of that and because I know that he's never been around uh, a majority black and brown population when he went out to grab something from the car and he didn't come back and he didn't come back and he didn't come back I texted him I'm like dude like what's going on and he's just like well there's this guy who's angry and is throwing shit around and uh, he's just, like, I think that he got kicked out of his apartment, or, like, had a fight with his partner, like, I don't know, but he's, like, really angry, and he's moving and throwing around guns, so in my head, keeping in mind this is my fuck up, in my head, I immediately pictured some sort of, like, shirtless, dark-skinned black man with long dreads held back by a bandana, a white bandana specifically, but I don't really think that that's important to anything, we don't have gangs like that around here, um, but I immediately assumed that despite having been outside earlier and I saw a white man from our building who was piling trash bags into his car and got his dog in the car and like peeled out of there like really angry. And, and even though I knew that and I had seen that and the likelihood that that is the very same person is very high, I still got mad. I got super pissy and very territorial because how dare he think that man was dangerous. Even though who I pictured wasn't a real person. And my husband didn't say what the guy looked like. He didn't say anything about his appearance, just that there was a guy who was angry, throwing things, and moving guns. And his hesitancy was completely Reasonable, even without the context of there being like a domestic violence situation here shortly before we moved in that resulted in a woman being murdered and the man supposedly, um, jumping off the Zilwaukee bridge, but I'm pretty sure he had a little help in that. But I was the problem in that situation. And that realization is really hard and it's really embarrassing because moving in general was so difficult because I wanted it to be somewhere that we all could feel safe and accepted and would see people who who looked like us and think that that was normal. But I immediately, thankfully only in my own head, um, invalidated his concern out of bad faith in him. My husband and I, obviously agree on a lot of things we have some things that we don't agree on um and that's okay like all of the very core parts of who we are as human beings are things that we agree on we're all like we're both on the same side of politics even though we disagree on some of the issues between them we're on the same side of the ideas of helping people and if somebody needs help like if that means you're moving in with us for a little bit that's what that means like we will get you out of that unsafe environment, like if you need food, we'll feed you. If you need something, um, let us know when we're there. And we've always been like that. He's also a safe man for all melanated people. He's helped campaign for politicians who commit to being allies. He has um, refused to put money into companies that don't support Black Lives Matter or Black Lives or Brown or Indigenous or what have you, you know, he went out and bought me ChapStick a couple years ago, and he came back with Burt's Bees, because he's like, you know, this was really expensive, but I wasn't sure whether ChapStick, or Blistex, or Carmex, or whatever, were on the list of, of appropriate stuff that we're putting our money to, like, we're on, on the list of, like, safe companies, and I know that you've bought, uh, Rue toothpaste, that was from birch bees and i know that you wouldn't have done that if they were a problematic company so now we spent six dollars for chapstick but i know that it's it's from a company that isn't actively going against the people that i love and that's really really important he was driving around the country helping bail out protesters during the riots last year he is very much a safe person for me a safe person for my daughter. And he hasn't always been that way. It's not that he was unsafe necessarily, but he was very safe in a white-centered, safe way. I'm not doing things that are actively racist, but I'm also engaging in commerce or conversations with people who are racist because they're normal conversations. And as long as we don't talk about the race part, it's fine. Or not paying close enough attention when we're outside to all the other things going on. And it took interactions between us where he was there um for him to kind of come around but the fact that once I got pregnant with Rue was when he completely dove into activism as a whole and being and committing to being a an ally and an accomplice to the black and brown community in a way that he hadn't before is something that's really important, both to him and his journey, um, and our family and our safety, but to me, because that was one of the reasons, the only reason, honestly, that I was hesitant in marrying him and having a baby is, you know, what if he doesn't come around? And I had a lot of conversations, um, in between the time that we were engaged and the time that we were married, we had a four-year-long engagement, as to what, what a family would look like because of that. And, when I got pregnant like we sat down and had the conversation of you know these these are things that you need to be aware of I can't always be with you there'll be times where you'll just be with her alone or him at the time we didn't know um the baby's gender and he was just like yeah like we're gonna we're gonna um I'm sorry the the baby's biological sex and he was just like no we're gonna we're going to make it, it's going to be fine. And then I had a complete mental breakdown right before the uh, gender ultrasound because I was so afraid that I was going to have a baby boy and I wasn't going to be able to protect him. Because raising a little brown boy in the United States is very different than raising a little brown girl in the United States and everybody likes to pretend that they're the same thing, but they're not because you have to steal more of the little brown boy's childhood in order to keep him safe than you do the little brown girls because even though when she grows up, things are going to be harder for her, she's not in danger as a small child of being shot for existing in her own yard, in her own neighborhood. She is deemed safer as a child than a little black boy would be. And I wasn't sure I was ready for that because that's an awful lot of responsibility. It's an awful lot of fear as a parent. And that's not to say that I'm not afraid and I'm not concerned because i i am but i know that i can keep her safer now than i could have if she were a boy and that sucks to be able to say out loud i had a whole mental breakdown about it like it was a whole thing and that was the day that he finally understood why raising a little black and brown child is very different than raising a white child because I was pregnant with one of my friends, Hannah, who um has been a big support system for our family since college um and she has a son who was born a couple weeks before rue. We had due dates approximately the same time she was actually due after me um And Hannah was just like I I never thought about that and now I like I understand your fear and I understand why that's scary but that's not something I have to think about because she didn't get the gender of her baby beforehand and it's not that I would care less who they are or or that I I don't believe that gender is inherently a social construct I do Um, and I completely understand the people who want to be surprised. I love that for them. My reasons aren't so that I can weren't, so that I could decorate a nursery or have um, have gendered clothing or or whatever. My reasoning for wanting to know was so that I could have four and a half months to prepare myself for how I was going to to raise them and to come to terms with the fact that I would be mourning part of their childhood if it were a boy because I would have to move someplace safer and we did move someplace safer for my daughter and that's a completely different story but it would change the course of our lives in a very different way and that was something that we needed to prepare for sooner rather than later so as much as I want to say if I were to get pregnant again I would just let myself be surprised Um, I can't do that I live in Michigan, we have more hate groups in our state than any other state. More active hate groups. I cannot afford to not know. It's a safety issue for us. But sitting down with me as I'm hyperventilating, having panic attack after panic attack after panic attack, wondering how I was going to do that and if I was going to do it well, was really when his activism took hold and that fire came and that was when I started um, really thinking about whether or not I was going to turn Simply Ashes into something that was race-based and whether I was going to talk about that story and talk about that journey or not and it ended up we ended up here (laughs) Um, even though that was not my original intention like I said I've said this numerous times I wanted to be like a mommy blogger and talk about like homesteading and like growing your own food and And like reduce reuse recycle and and all of those things and and I ended up here because it's important for my daughter and everything that I do in this area is for my daughter and it started out just I want the people in my life the people who are going to be in my daughter's life to be safe for my daughter and safe for my family and my definition of being safe changed when I had her because I'm I'm grown I can sit there at a table with somebody's racist family members and just be like grumpy the whole time because how dare you bring me here? You knew that they were like this. Um, I won't sit at those tables anymore. I won't and I won't be friends with people who bring me to tables like that. But I still fucked up. I still fucked up. I still had to check myself and I still had to, thankfully, inwardly check myself because if I would have said that out loud, I, I'm i already embarrassed and ashamed, but I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> like that, oh, that would be bad. My assumption was dangerous And if I had pushed and he had come in to make me feel better, who knows what would have happened. Because being angry and having guns don't mix. I don't understand people who go to the gun range to shoot things because they're angry. That's dangerous. Um, I don't think that that should be supported. I think that that is a problem if you're angry and the first thing you want to do is pick up a gun and shoot things. You probably shouldn't have a gun. But that's for another story but in the same way that I don't allow unsafe people around my family I can't dismiss somebody else's safety concerns because of my own assumptions about their safety in that situation because that was a dangerous situation whether or not it was the potential for anything to happen sitting on the outside watching that happen it completely makes sense why he just hung out in the car and he didn't cross paths with that man completely 100% I wouldn't have either and sometimes sometimes I'm wrong sometimes I fuck up and and that's why that's what I'm posting about today Because I feel like there's this idea from some of my subscribers or some people who listen that I'm, like, on this pedestal and I know all these things and they're, like, afraid to interact like that or afraid to have questions or afraid that I'm going to see them as screw-ups if they're not sure how to handle something. Um, I'm not. Because we all screw up. I screw up. My husband screws up. My daughter will screw screw up. You screw up. And that's okay. What happens from then on is what determines what kind of person you are. I messed up. I checked myself. I am going to continue to check myself and continue to do the best that I can to make sure that that's not my first thought process. Because that's that's what you do. You learn from your mistakes and you make sure that you don't make them again. So from now until the next time you hear from me, stay safe.